Ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa. And I'm Sladana, and we're in for another treat. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited you're back. We had to do solo podcasts without we each other. did, but I think the mini episodes are kind of fun. They are kind of fun, and we're going to have to get used to it because you're going to go away in like six, seven months and yeah. be gone from my life. For my only, time zone, gone for from my time zone. For only a few years. Then that's, I'll be back. That's true. And we're going to try to do podcasts, but we don't know what the time zone's going to do. And we're ladies of leisure. We leisure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. figure it out. We will not disappoint our audience. <laughs> we know we have so many followers. <laughs> Dave Blakesley. <laughs> Love you. The other Dave. <laughs> the other Dave. My friend Michelle in South Korea. <laughs> John. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Fine, fine. It's fine. Everything's great. (laughs) Better yet. What was the word of the week? Word of the week was reading, which you girl, I feel like I read a lot, but like I didn't do any purposeful reading. So I failed. Well, and you just saw my pile of reading because my inner library loans just rolled on in. They sure did. You had a stack of eight deep. Oh, so I, I'm ready to talk about them. Would you like me to go crazy? I would like you to go crazy because I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't, oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I'm so excited. All right. Let me go full throttle. Go ahead. Okay. So one, I decide to stay away from fairy tales this time. I know you're super surprised by that, but fairy tales are my jam. And I decided to focus instead on... Well, until all my interlibrary loans came in, I was like, oh, I have a whole shelf of books that I bought from the Green Valley Book Fair, this amazing warehouse where I just buy stuff. I kind of mentioned them on an earlier podcast. If you're ever going through James Madison University, and for some reason you don't care about Harrisonburg, Virginia, slightly south by 10 minutes in the middle of Farmfield is a warehouse full of overstock books. What? Right. I spent most of my book money at the Green Valley Book Fair. And for my husband's 40th, he was like, let's go through the Virginia area that we don't see that often because we have butt monkeys that live with us. Right. Have adult conversations with friends we haven't seen. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, can we go to the Green Valley Book Fair? Is it open like every day of the week? Or is it just like a one time a year event? So four times a year. It's like quarterly. Okay. They're open for three to four weeks. Wow. And they happen to be open. I was like, yes! Now, I will say, I was there at, in Harrisonburg. Oh, I might date myself on this, but like, it's going on a decade plus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's still some books there. I'm positive were there when I was there. Wow. Yeah. So, so I was like, oh, I remember this version of Pride and Prejudice got a vintage collection. Right. Of oh, I'm so glad it's still here. And then other ones just disappear because they, you know, were like overstock and people were finally like, oh, well, I really like this book now. I really, when it comes to books, I really want to have a serendipity moment. <gasps> you, have you watched that movie? I love that movie. Me and my Obsessed. mom would watch that movie all the time. It's one of my all time favorite it's movies. It's fantastic. And John, I just, John Cusack and Kate. Beckinsale. Yes. Yeah. And I just want to like have that moment where there's like a scenario. I used to dream before I met my love, Johnny. Johnny. I was like, I would hang out at like bookstores because I was like, I'm going to like grab the same book as 
the person that I'm supposed to be with. And that's how our, our love will start. And you're going to leave a $5 bill with your, your phone number on it or your address or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's going to be amazing. So I didn't think I was going to meet someone in a bookstore, but I do, if I get 15 minutes, so let's say I ran some errands and I'm running a little bit early, I will go to the library or pull up to a bookstore and be like, we're just going to look at some books. But I get annoyed when people are near me while I'm looking at books. If there's someone doing the papa squat in front of the books, trying to see what's on the bottom shelf, that annoys the bejesus at me. It's Honestly, a loner moment. we should protest the bottom shelf. I feel like at Barnes & Noble, when I go there and it's like the top floor, yeah. the bottom shelf is like so annoying. You have to pop a squat to see yeah, what the titles you are. You do. And then I'm walking by and I was like, are you like just loitering? Like, are you trying right. to lose someone in the store? Like you're your own children like I am? Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. are you just popping a squat because you actually like what's down there? Because me too. Yeah. I also want to be down there. Right. Yeah, there's only enough what she said. Barnes and Noble's dirtiness. <laughs> Barnes and Noble down there, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so I ended up getting, like you saw, eight books. It led me to a question where I now ask this to a few of my friends. If you walk into a library, do you browse and walk around just picking up random books or do you know exactly what you want in the library and you've researched the author and you're you're like, I go for this because I have precious amount of time to read. I browse like a champion. See, and that's why we're friends. That's why we do this I podcast. Just, I don't think I don't I think that takes away from the magic of a library or a bookstore. Yeah. Cause it's like, what will I discover? What will strike my interest? What will I find interesting. Right. Yeah. And I just feel like, I mean, I get the efficiency of being like, oh, I read this on the best like New York seller, blah, blah, book. And I want to get this book. But like, what, where's the fun? Did you ever learn the Dewey Decimal System? Sure. Did. I worked in a library. Oh my God. Did you? I did. When How I did was I in, not know I, this? I, I don't know. It just didn't come up. Right. But, yeah. So I, when I lived in Erie and I went to school at Mercyhurst, I was my one of my work studies was actually I initially started off as like a front desk employee and I was like this is not what I wanted to do. So I befriended the librarian because I spent a lot of time studying at the library and I was like, "Hey, can I do you guys have student like work study like positions available?" And she was like, "Well, actually we do." So I not only did my work study during school, but I spent an entire summer just <gasps> working at the library. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my dream job. And that's the dream job of so yeah. many Hallmark movies yeah, and had, trashy romance I had novels. my little cart. I had my little you system. You were a sexy librarian. I was for a minute. And at the time, I even wore glasses. So it was great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I actually really liked it. And when you're like amongst the books... Well, one, you're like, wow, I'm so smart. Like, there's all of these, like, residual, like, vibes that you're like, wow, I'm so intelligent. I'm going to read all of these books. Obviously, I got overzealous. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like you, but, like, I would get out, like, 30 books, and I was like, I got this. I'm going to read all of these. Like, I didn't. I, I didn't at all. So you are more self-actualized now because you went through what I go through now where I'm like, I have 10 books. I read all of them all at the same time. This is what I do. Yeah, you're, but you're a power reader. Like, let's just, we need to talk about categories <laughs> of readers. There's, like, the once a year reader. Yes. And 
it's like, That's oh. Alex. He just finished a book. He is so excited. Yeah. Johnny has had, Johnny actually this year, he did a really great job. He read a bunch of, like, he read at least, like, four books. Was it on the Crusades, like my husband? No. The first Crusades? No. Not to be confused with it the other Crusades. It was not. One of them was, like, about nuclear stuff, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, there's that. There's that. You're dating a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Right. <laughs> the other one was about, like, all of Trump's lies. So, like, very political. <laughs> so, you know, just a variety of things. But, so, he, so... Types of readers, once a year readers, once a year readers. power readers like yourself. Oh my gosh! And wannabe power readers. I am the wannabe power <laughs> reader. <laughs> I just want to be able to be like, I read like six books last week, just last week. <laughs> and so I think what scared my friend when I told her I went into the library and pulled out ten books, she's like, Oh, which ten? I was like, Oh, I actually. And you saw me do this upstairs before we started. I didn't actually know what I got until you started flipping through and you're like, there's a penis on this TV screen. And I was like, Oh, that must be the cartoon book I asked for, for like three months ago. And I, so reading some of those is not the same. There is a couple hobby books where I'm like, I'm just getting this. So I don't have to buy a book all about how to make jewelry or how to doodle better or something like that. You saw I had three doodle. I did. <laughs> books upstairs. I did. I was, but still, nonetheless, books are books. Right. Books are books. So the, that counted towards my reading. Mm-hmm. And so what I have on my amazing my map that you can find on our Instagram is go through and do all my library books. So the ones I'm reading right now, oh, you know what? Dave Blakesley's going to hate this. There is a Beauty and the Beast I'm reading. Uh, <laughs> and he told me he hated Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> That's my trashy He told book. me, though, he loves show tunes. Oh, my God. Okay, can I take us down a rabbit hole? Sure. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Of course. M- mixed CDs. Oh, my God. Okay. Talk dirty to me. You oh my know God. I love a good mixed CD. Oh, my God. So my friend Lisa Tyson and I have decided that... So we called ourselves Lisa Squared. We are uh, very good friends since college. And we would send mixed CDs every time we sent a package to each other through grad school, afterwards, and everything. So I have a bunch of Lisa Squared compilation CDs. You made a CD for my birthday last I year. I made a CD for your birthday. I still listen oh to it. Oh my God. That's, to and to be day. fair, that's one of my favorite CDs I made. It's so good. I dispersed up. I made you make copies and yes. I gave it to like a bunch of my girlfriends. So I put in a Lisa Squared the other day when I was like driving around and it was all musical show tunes. And I realized earlier in the week, someone had asked me what's my favorite musical or Broadway play and I gave very cliche answers that made me feeling like maybe the person didn't realize like I really love musicals and show tunes because it could, I was like Phantom of the Opera and they're like oh you're one of those I was like no no I saw it with like when the Sarah Brightman, she's she was the first original. I'm I love them, and I'm I love right. I love them, and then they were like, "Well, I love Rent," and I was like, "Ooh, so Rent's not my fave. Mm-hmm. I like a couple tunes from it, but it's not my fave." And they were like, "Oh, so you're just a phantom?" And did you like Les Mis? And I was like, oh, "It's a real bummer. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. really like Les Mis." It's aggressive. Yeah, I was like, and they're like, "Um, oh, I see. You're just like a happy." And then I realized, like, I, so. I put on this mix CD and there were so many show tunes from like Wicked and some of these other esoteric ones. And she chose very friend ones. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is why I love musicals. I don't even know what the show tunes are from, but Mm -hmm. I, or musical tunes, 
but I love them. And okay. so I realized that's where I was. And that's, so that's my rabbit hole is I love musicals where people just bust out into song and I may not even understand the plot. Did you love Glee? Were you a Glee? I loved Glee. I will say like many things, I didn't get past a certain season. So I know certain people may have Phased killed out. themselves in yeah. real life. So they're not on the show. Yep. I hope to someday get back to it, but I will say I've pulled a couple Glee tunes. Like one of my favorites that they did was a mashup of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs and Off With Her Head and the Thriller theme. Hmm. It's one of my favorites. I just love it. it. Super good. If you want me to make you a mix CD, I can. Uh, Obviously I do. The answer is yes. (laughs) Why are you even asking me this? So I'm going, offended. <laughs> so going back to reading. Yes. Our real reading. So I have one book I showed you that was Idiot. It was a YouTube star. I know nothing about her, but I get a weekly newsletter from Fairfax County Library. And they had her in there and they were like, this YouTube star is a hot mess. And she talks about being a hot mess. And I liked her little like mini bio. And I was like, I know nothing about this person. I'm going to read it. And then I went for Jim Gaffigan, the comedian's wife. And she seems like a very powerful person. And she got me when she said, behind every funny man, there's a funnier woman. Yeah. And she had can- like aggressive cancer, right? Oh, yeah. She had like a giant brain tumor. And this was fairly recent this year. So they have five kids. They live in a two-bedroom apartment in New York City. He always attributes his... Fu- he like flags all his jokes towards her. That's awesome. And, and she like helps him. She was a producer on the Jim Gaffigan show. Oh. So like she is a magical person and then she got this brain tumor like it was random she went to her doctor and she's like oh, I'm having problems hearing can you talk in this year and the doctor was like that's not good yeah and Jim said he was positive she was going to die and he'd have to give up being a comedian because that's not a lifestyle you can have with five kids uh, and no not so, at all so after watching his interview and hers I was like oh, I need to read this book this sounds like a powerful yeah lady. that sounds great Unfortunately, it rolled in at the same time as Idiot, and it rolled in at the same time as a lady cartoonist that you saw with a penis on the TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also rolled in at the same time as Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Strangers. Yeah, and I spilled wine all over those books. Well, so, honestly, I think the library Classy. books needed some wine. They, yeah. I, they were looking a little too new. Too fresh. <laughs> too fresh. Although some of the crap books, the, I was like, this only They need good it. book smell. Right. You know? And I told you, I think one of the librarian ladies is a little OCD type A, and I think she needs to see wine spilled on books. And I yeah. dare her to charge me more than my debt to the library right now, which is 30 cents. Ooh. You're and, out of control. And the kiosk makes a really loud noise when you have a debt. Mm-hmm. Like you, you swipe your card and <laughs> now it goes. That's a shame bong! method. And you're like, I know it's 30 cents. Remember when I had a $60 <laughs> fine for books? Do you remember that? <laughs> so I brought it up to a bunch of ladies at a brunch this past weekend. Uh-huh. And so many people said they were funding their library because they were so behind in yes. books. So you are not alone. I know. There's no way I could be. <laughs> I mean, there's an ATM in one of the libraries because of the debt situation. Yeah. The, I, look, I, Matt, could you If people actually paid out their library debts. Like the libraries would be looking like Silicon Valley super tech houses. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. and I think they do eventually call collections if it's like passive. They do. No, you would know. You're the librarian. They called me one time <laughs> because I was like, oh, I haven't gotten to it. I haven't gotten to it. But then when I got a call, they were like, oh, you owe. I was like, I'm sorry. Here's my credit card number. I'm sorry. I was just really lazy and here's my money and I'm terrible. I mean, I had to look my librarian in the eye because they were like, so we normally like, because I couldn't take out any books. And it was like, I need these books. And it turns out the guy actually rents two houses next to us. And he's like, oh, I've been wondering about your name because it's K-K-U-C-H-Y. And I was like, yeah, it was put in the system wrong. I've never corrected it over the Honestly, years. Honestly, that's hilarious. <laughs> Someone's been like, Kakuchi. <laughs> So now I see him and I don't think he recognizes me because how many people roll into the library with hot mess problems and he probably doesn't remember me, but I'm like, oh, that's the guy that rents two houses near us. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, back to reading. Yeah. Reading. Okay. So I decide to read all the crap I get in my email. Impressive. Well, so I, I've now canceled some subscriptions to newsletters because I'm like, well, this is bajonkity. One was I get a newsletter 1440, which is when the printing press was created. And they basically give you a snippet of news per day. So for instance, I do not follow the World Series, but I knew everyone was talking about it, so I should Mm -hmm. know what had happened the night before. Yep, yep. They give you a short paragraph of, was it an intense game? Why are people going to be talking about it? Did an athlete get injured? And it's all the news you like really need to know in all the major categories. That's what I need in my life. Yeah, so I 1440 is the newsletter. It's free. You get it every day. But I had been skipping a lot of those. I also realized, like, based on this podcast, I had signed up for a lot of, like, female ladies doing female lady fun things. I don't think those female ladies are my friends anymore. So I would get... Why not? (laughs) Well, so sometimes they like to email me twice a day under their name. So, like, I'm getting emails from someone named Brianna and Lisa. and, And it's, like, their first and last name. So for instance, one is Lisa Cartwright. I think she does productivity hacks and everything. These are really long emails and I find them so annoying that no matter how good her product is, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Bye. Sorry. So by reading everything that was coming into my inbox, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I want to love you ladies, but gosh, you're annoying. And if I don't know why I signed up with you, This is a problem. Right. Obviously, it's not serving you anymore. Right. You let it go. I also realized, so I've talked about the 131 method, which was the the lifestyle change that I've done, and I've fallen off the bandwagon. I'm in now like carbo candy mode because it's that time of year. It is. You're just preparing for winter. Right. I'm just making sure I can live through the nuclear holocaust that Johnny knows all about. Absolutely. Right. He can tell you me gotta about You got to get it. on that thick, thick life. Right? <laughs> so extra thick AF. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, so I'm going to tell my doctor if she like judges me harshly. <laughs> so I was reading Shalene Johnson who created it. She's also like the pio person and the turbo jam and all that stuff. 
she reveals a lot in her newsletters. So she like revealed that she had been in debt. She and her husband were like going through some rough times. She then posted pictures of her Botox with like her doctor. I was like, this is a lot. I'm not going to lie. I want Botox. So she made it seem more personable than I would say the housewives of Orange <laughs> County did. I was okay. like, oh, but like, where does she live? Orange County. Right. Right. So right. yeah, I was like, well, I think you're one of them, but like, uh, I kind of like you more than like that show. Right. Yeah. So, okay. so I read through those. So I did a good email inbox junk and then I decided I talked to my friend Sierra for a little bit about how you jump on board with these like, like Evernote or some of the other apps where you're like, you save it to this pocket is another example and then these articles die a slow death because you never go back and read things that you save. No, you don't. So I did a purge and I went through and I read stuff. I was like, oh, I don't care about that anymore. Mm-hmm. This is dead to me. And we're over. Yep. So I would rate myself an A plus because I added some purging. I did some cleanup and then I'm learning all the things. I want to ask you about your power rating okay. skills. Yes. Do you... Actually, I mean, are you just a naturally very fast reader or do you actually use this like speed reading technique? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this because if we flash back to the four hour work week with Tim Ferriss. Yes. He tries to teach you a power reading technique. I tried it and I think I'm too stupid to understand it. (laughs) So he was like, you should be able to read 600 words in like an obscene amount of time. And it was like, read the second word of the sentence and then jump down and your eyes will catch up. And I was like, what are you talking about? What? I reread it four times because I thought maybe I could get through more books that way. Uh Uh-huh. No. So I think I'm actually a fast reader. No, I, I know I'm a fast reader. Okay. Yes, I know okay. I'm a super fast reader. I didn't know if you did like, I read every other word of the sentence no. or like, I just get the gist and I keep it moving no, or I whatever. Now I slow down. So because it's National Write a Novel Month, my writing group and I are trying to do 200 words a day, which is the equivalent of like a long paragraph or like a third of a page. And... When I read fiction, I'm actually slowing down than I normally would, which is why I'm not getting through my trashy Beauty and the Beast sexy book. Slurdy and the Beast. He's Slurdy and the Beast. (sighs) Yeah, he's a (laughs) werewolf. It's so sexy. And it's because I'm now like reading to see what words they use that I actually like. So that when I write my stuff, I'm like, oh, that was a good word that they use. Cause otherwise I keep using like the stupid words over and over again. Like how many times can you say she smiled? Member. Oh, I do (laughs) not use member. That is a dirty word. I, I, and she I graced amongst yeah, members. Like package. I feel like package is better than member, right? I just know that. That's all I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's a word. It's right. used in slurdy, slurdy romance. So now that I've gone over my reading, and so most of the books right now that I'm reading, I like. I don't think there's any books I don't like. Talking to Strangers, it made me feel happy, kind of like the way Queer Eye makes you feel. Mm-hmm. It humanizes a lot of big 
conversations that people have had where it's very easy to point. So an example is the gymnastics coach that uh-huh. was sexually harassing people. Oh, yes. That guy. Mostly lady gymnasts. It really gave the perspective of why this could have gone on for so long because people are humans and they automatically default to people are not trying to lie and deceive you. That's right. like the you default. You want to believe the good. Right. And the problem is when you get... Sandusky or Nasser was the name of the coach. Mm-hmm. It really like spikes up because you're like, how could we have let this happen? And if you are the type of person who is, and they give an example of this, it was the gosh, who was, oh, Bernie Madoff. There was a guy that was investigating Bernie Madoff for like a decade and kept pointing out to the governing body, SEC, hey, listen, this guy is like running a Ponzi scheme. This is ridiculous. And he was so adamant that he was wrong. It was because he was his upbringing was people automatically steal because he grew up in a grocery store where he saw people steal all the time. He saw like the effect it had. So his default mode was everyone's trying to rob me. And then if you like look at his, the, the investigator's personal life, he is a hot mess of a worry wart and thought everyone was like out to get him. Um, it's the kind of person that you would see on the street and you're like, oh my God. So shocker, when you meet someone like that, you're like, oh my gosh. But he's the one that can spot like a Ponzi scheme when no one else would. Right, so... And the and Malcolm Gladwell points out, oh, by the way, this is not how society should run. We can have these people and they're great, like red flag finders. But if everyone was like that, society wouldn't exist. So it's just like very interesting on when you read news and you're like, oh my God, this sounds terrible. How could this have happened? He's putting some reason behind like, hey, this is how we interact with people. And it's very interesting. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. So now I'm going to jump to you. How's reading? How was your reading? Fail. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> All done. I mean, I like, this is just a very blanket, stupid statement, but I feel like I read every day, like small, like snippets and articles and stuff. I just read one on the like decreasing fertility rates across the world. Yeah. Did you know that? In order to continue the like world population, women are need to each woman needs to have a minimum of like well, the number is two point five. Two point five, yeah. Children to continue like economic growth and all this stuff. I was like, again, more pressure on the females. <laughs> also, it's not happening now. People are like, no, we don't want more we than don't two want kids. more than two kids, and a lot of people are waiting to like even have children and all these things, which could have negative effects for us, unfortunately. <laughs> right? Yeah, I remember. So because I say geography, one of the classes we had to take was population geography. Oh, cool! Right, and so it also trends that when you start educating females, they start to be like, oh, wait a second. What do you mean I can say no? Right. And so a society like South Korea Mm -hmm. had a really aggressive reaction. And so did Italy. And those are two very different societies. Yes. But their divorce rate spiked and so did the birth rate. It dropped to, I want to say at one point, South Korea was 1.7. 
Wow. Yeah. And for an average, that is definitely not sustainable. And then Japan also had that issue. Right. Japan. I know Japan has, has like the aggressive, aging, yeah. like reproductive issues and stuff. Right. But then you think of like the places where one child uh, was mandatory, China, and China is still blowing up. Did you? Yeah. And did you know that they actually pulled back on that now? This they article. Did. Yeah. This article actually highlighted it. And it was it was a Bloomberg article, by the way. Ooh, look at that! I know oh, you're so cultured. <laughs> so cultured, so fancy. <laughs> it wasn't just uh, about tech, <laughs> which is amazing, by the way. Right, but still. right. So we just had we just had a fan we in had the a, background. We had a fan. He's not pleased that he was taken away. But he was so excited. We don't always accept groupies, you know. <laughs> Security just took right. him away. He's a raging two-year-old. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it was just the article is really interesting. They it kind of like highlighted that like all these economic factors that play into it, and then it actually took four women. It interviewed four di- women from different parts of the world. One of them was Saudi Arabia. Oh, interesting. And she actually opted to fight the standard like norm there. And she was like this designer and whatever. She was making six figures, bought her own house, all this stuff. And she had a lot of social like shame yeah. for her success. People like were saying that she was ugly and nobody wanted to marry her. Yeah. Blah, 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 like all this other stuff. Then they had like a woman in Nigeria who had a bunch of babies, but like didn't have a lot of resources. And it was just, it's like very interesting to see like from what directions these women and like what hardships these women are kind of facing in order to like live some type of life. Yeah. You just reminded me, I forgot something completely on topic, which was I listened to a podcast. I know, weird. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. our li- friendly ladies by the book. Yes, they're lovely. They're lovely. And they interviewed LeVar Barton. I don't know who that is. Oh, Jordy from The Next Generation and then Reading Rainbow. Okay, Reading Rainbow. Yes. Got it. Yep. And and Roots is where he got okay. his original start. Okay. So he so the topic was reading and they asked him like several questions of like, mm-hmm. you know, and he even said some of these questions I've never gone before. So he's really into storytelling and has his own podcast where now he reads short stories. One, he has amazing, soothing voice. It Ooh, is beautiful. That's how I felt about my solo episode. I oh listened to it the other day. I was like, I have a very soothing voice. <laughs> Audience, don't lie to me. Tell me I have right, it. <laughs> right. It is Amazingly yeah, beautiful. Obviously. Like, you and LeVar Barton can have voice children. It's thank beautiful. You. Yes, yes. Thank you. And so he talked about a little bit. I took some notes. It was he he mentioned getting depressed after a good book where he would slow down his reading. Uh-huh. And he would finish up the book and almost like miss the characters. I was like, oh my God, that happened so many times, especially trilogies. Yeah. Oh, Katniss Aberdeen. Right. You get so attached. And he had a bunch of good thoughts. If you love LeVar Burton, AKA Jordy, you should listen to by the book podcast and reading by LeVar. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. So you said you had failed, but I heard you read a little bit. Was there anything else? Uh, no, not really. Well, I read another article. I read two articles. <laughs> Dunsies. The other, the second article actually talked about how anxiety in men is misdiagnosed. Oh, what is so it? So they taught, they basically say that men from a 
cultural standpoint, it is not frequently like socially approved for them to be like, oh, I'm in pain, like I'm sad. So the way, the way that men emote anxiety can be more through like forms of anger. Oh. Like they, like you, it's just like insignificant little like pieces. Like they'll be like, oh, like, I don't know, you've like moved something or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it makes me so angry. But it's only, it's simply because they feel like they can't like show weakness, at least according to this. Oh, that's article. interesting. Cause my chiropractor said today he like lashed out at his wife and he knew it was ridiculous. He apologized later over dust. She had dusted the whole like of their bed and there was uh-huh. some dust on his side and he lost his mind and they didn't talk for three hours. Yeah. So it generally stems from like anxiety and stress, but they don't like a lot of men don't say like, I'm anxious or like, I'm oh. really stressed. They might just like react differently. The other thing they said is like, they might increase their drinking because that's like a, you know, it's a, it's a depressant. So interesting, you know, it like chills them out. And then the third part of that was they will express it in actual physical pain. So they might say they have like increased headaches or increased like back or whatever aches because like the stress and the anxiety is like now becoming like a physical ailment, like reactionary ailment. So it was interesting because I I like didn't really ever think about that. I just always thought like, oh we're all human. Like we all feel anxiety at one point or another over one thing or another. And I didn't think about it from like a social kind of like norm perspective. So I thought that was kind of interesting the way they presented it. But they basically also said like if you or your like loved one is, is going through that you're starting to see some of these signs they actually recommended that you don't say like, oh, I think you have anxiety and labeling like that because they already have a, like an adverse oh. reaction to just that term. So they basically talk about like talking, stating like, I'm concerned about the d- distress that I'm seeing with you and like whatever and having like multiple just conversations of that nature and even maybe expressing like, by seeing you this way, it's making me worry now and like whatever. So it's just kind of unique in in a perspective from, I don't know, just, you know, this is like a psychiatrist view. But basically he said it would like take like about like 15 therapy sessions, which might have been like a shameless plug yeah, <laughs> for like, oh, come see me and I'll help you. But still, just an interesting. That is interesting. Look at you. Yeah. You got your learn on. Yeah, so I read two articles and that's what I gathered. And boom, boom, <laughs> and boom. All right. So maybe not an F, but like a C's get that's a, that's a passing. C. That's a passing. You read stuff. Period. I read the things. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's go on to our pillars. Okay. Okay. Do you want to do pillars since you're on such a roll, or you want uh, me to? Sure. Go? Yeah. My okay. pillars are amazing. I did everything and I'm perfect. Yeah. Uh, Dunze is <laughs> Okay. So I would say for. Butterburn, I still, same thing. I started doing my class pass. I told, I talked about class pass last yes, week. Yes, you did. Excellent time. I'm back in Sudor with the classes. I saw so, you. Love that. So that's my butterburn. Yeah, good one. Also reduce my meat intake, eating <gasps> meat intake. You're reducing your meat? Yeah. I've been increasing. 
Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're the yin and yang to each other. Yeah, just uh, trying to eat some more plant-based things. Oh, yeah. I went through a month of that, and then I got gypped on one. Whoa. I got gypped on one of my avocado ranch. What? Salad kits. They didn't oh, have the salad kit in there. You said that to me right. the other day. And I, the, the plants betrayed me. They did. Yeah. And so you were like, the meats. Yeah. Oh, I've got the meats. All it was was like the kale in there. I was like, this is disgusting. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. So just focusing a little bit on eating a little bit more fiber, those kinds of things, because I feel like I was... Johnny and I went through a phase where I felt like I ate meat every single day. And I was like, I am... I cannot like meat anymore. The, the keto part of 131 definitely makes me feel like I am a UFC fighter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm consuming a massive quantity of meat. You're like, I just ate a cow in a week. Yeah. Yes. Done. Done. No big deal. Yeah. I'm kind of legit. Yeah. So that would be butter burn status. Laughter status. Hmm. I laughed earlier <laughs> because I was talking to your little Oh my Johnny, God, you're so good with the kids. And you were amazing. Bless you for saying that. And I was like, what are these action figures? And like the <laughs> one, honestly, it looked like a WWF fighter to it me. Did. <laughs> and I was it like, did. what is this? And what did Johnny say? Chuck Norris. He said Chuck Norris. And I was like, who's Chickenora. And, <laughs> and you were like, like, Chuck Norris. It's, you know, from freaking, the 1990s. Freaking Chuck Norris. And it's I was one like, of Alex's uh, old action it figures. It was like awful, awful because I was like, Chickenora? Chickenoras? Oh, Chuck Norris. Got yeah. it. Chuck Norris mm-hmm. is how we pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, it's amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> it made me laugh. And I was like, is this an ESL moment? Nobody yeah, knows. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I still think it's hilarious when he says Chuck Norris. I'm yeah. like, that's beautiful. I Absolutely. love it. Absolutely. So that yeah. made me laugh. That was good. And my productivity. I would say that I'm back on my bullet journal. You inspired <gasps> me. I like re revigorated it. Took a little hiatus. My like tracker. There's months that there's are just, months. just blank. Nothing. I've given up on some of my trackers. I was like, you know what? I got like five months out of you. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I, that's five months is a solid amount of time. Data point. Yeah. yeah. So those are my things. How about that's you? That's good. I'm going to copy you. I'm productive. So my friend Lisa and I now have a Skype session every Sunday. Impressive. I know. I know. We've been friends for decades and we're like, how did we not realize our phones could Skype? And for 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes, we now get on it and we talk about our bullet journal. Our goal is to also craft while we're Skyping because we're both crafty ladies. We haven't gone that far. We're not that aggressive. We're mostly just, uh, she deals very well, much like you, with my children interrupting. And I will also say that she uh, and I have been focusing a lot on our bullet journals and we've been posting. She inspired me to add more colors to my bullet journals. In fact, I showed you my little like baby stickers. Yes, I I did. As like little bullets. Yeah. I was like those Lisa Frank stickers. That's mm-hmm. also part of my like sticker hoarding. Mm-hmm. For Butter Off the Buns, I got, you got to see them. I'll take a picture of them. The powder blue comfy shoes. Yes. So my foot's been bothering New me. New balances. Yeah. My physical therapist friend, Julie, said was, you're wearing crappy supportive shoes. And all my shoes, all like 
six pairs uh-huh. have no support to them whatsoever. They're like ballet slippers, st- stuff like that. I walked into Metro Run and Walk and they had me walk around. They do this like pressure of the feet. It almost looks like a mood ring. Ooh, cool. I know. And then they measure it and they're like, so you're a half a size off. So I'm an 11 and a half. Oh my wow. God. And you were shoving your foot into an 11. I know. Oh. And then they were like, also, here's a shoe. And when they put it on, I walked around for about 10 minutes. I was like, this is amazingly comfortable. And at that time, I still had pain in my foot, but like uh-huh. it was comfortable. Yep. And I was like, okay, so is this like a walking shoe? Can I run in it? Can they? And they're like, so it turns out you can do whatever you want in the shoe. It's supportive for mm-hmm. you. Yep. So there's no running, walking. You do whatever you need to well, in yeah, the shoe. Yeah, so you got like new sneakers for the gym, but right. also for day to day. For Yeah, they're like, whatever you do in life, you should be doing in the shoe. And then they said, also walk around your house with no shoes on. That's, you know, I love that. And I I remember that. And I was like, all right, shoes off. Got it. Check. (laughs) And then laugh out loud. I really enjoyed, I had my feedback at work from my boss. Uh Uh-huh. And he was like, all right, so I know you said you've had like crappy versions of feedback. So let me know if they start to like, so he's being like super good and telling me like, okay, this is what you did well. This is what you didn't. And he, and like, it it was great feedback. And at the end I was like, so is this where I say, can I just make a meme instead of like four pages of what I did this year? Can I just add memes? Uh He's like, yes, you in fact can put in memes and emojis and everything. I probably won't rate you as high this year. And then we had a, like a really good laugh. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. I yes. love it. Objectives. Yeah. Memes. Objectives done. Yeah. Memes. memes. Just memes all, all year. <laughs> now that I've reached the pinnacle of my career. Yeah. I've done. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Gosh, we're such ladies of leisure. I'm a little peanut butter and jealous because I think I want your boss to give me feedback too. <laughs> oh my God. He's amazing at feedback. I'm ruined for life. Yeah. Because he was the most amazing boss. And now I'm going to have like someone stupid. Maybe. Maybe. Let's be helpful. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. LOL.